0: Coming down from heaven, heaven. victory's on its way, I can hear a sound, the sound of
1: and praise am I in the midst of anybody that believe that it's on the way the thing that you're believing for the thing that you're waiting on anybody believe that it's on the way I come to make an announcement that it's in the mail baby it's in the mail it's on the way the very thing that you're believing God for even though you haven't seen it yet I've come to tell you that delay does not mean denial How many believe that this morning? How many believe that God is working behind the scene of your life? Do you believe that he's turning things around even though it hadn't happened yet? Do you believe it's happening? You got to believe it even when you can't see it. Lift your voice and say, oh.
2: Say, oh.
1: Voice a little louder. Say, oh, he's doing it for you and me. He's doing it for you and me. Say,
2: oh, say it one more time. Say, oh, call
1: his name in your spirit. He the healer, a way maker, deliverer, strong power. Say it one more time. God is doing it for you I'm getting ready to preach but I want you to shake about two or three hands and tell them God is doing it for me you don't have to tell them what it is but just tell somebody if you really believe it in your heart tell them God is doing it for me he's working out my situation he's turning things around for me he's doing it for me tell somebody he's doing it for me See, the Bible teaches us that we have to decree a thing. And, and, and whatever we decree, and we believe in our heart, God will do it. Anybody believe that God will do it? If you say it, God will do it. I dare you to start bragging on God and telling folks how he's going to heal you and how he's going to bless you and how he's going to make a way, how he's going to deliver. When you start decreeing and declaring stuff, God starts moving in your life. The Bible said you got to call things that are not as though they already were. Anybody, anybody got any faith to call some things forth in your life? You got to call it not how you see it with your natural eye, but you got to call it how you want it to be if you're sick in your body, you got to call forth healing and say, I'm healed by his stripes. You got to call it. Not the way you naturalize see it, but the way you want it to be. Say, Oh.
2: Oh. oh.
1: now what I want you to do I'm getting ready to preach but 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 whatever you've been believing God for what I want you to do now I want you to start calling forth some stuff in your life some stuff that things some some things that you've been believing God for and waiting on him to do somebody may not look like they in a mess but they in a mess And I dare you, what I want you to do, I want you to sing, but I want you in your heart or even if you open your mouth to start calling forth some things in your life. If you need God to turn some things around, start calling that stuff forth. Saying, Lord, I thank you that my children are saved. I thank you that my loved one that's on drugs is being delivered. I thank you, Lord, that you're working things out in my home, on my job, in my marriage, in my body. I thank you, God. Start calling some stuff forth. Whatever it is. Whatever it is, call it forth. Whatever it is. Whatever it is. Now, whenever you say it, believe it. Believe it.
2: Now, lift your voice and say, oh. Say, oh.
1: See, somebody needed to hear that. See, see, now somebody is waiting on me to preach. But the Holy Ghost is already ministering in this building. The Holy Ghost is already ministering in this building. And there's nothing I can do until he finishes his work. Some of you right now have some sickness in your body. I dare you to lay hands on yourself and and decree and declare that by Jesus' stripes you are healed. Somebody shout, Hallelujah. Somebody shout, Hallelujah. 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 Shut up.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Say, oh.
1: telling me to do. Say your oh. touch. Now, 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 now. Everything she believe in you for God, do it right now. In the name of Jesus, touch right now. Lord, we thank you. now, 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 now.
2: Everybody lift your voice. Say oh. Say oh.
1: Touch. Thank you for what you're doing. In your name. Thank you for
2: the peace. Thank you for your God. Say oh. Say oh, oh. in the name
1: of Jesus, touch. 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 Everything she'd be leaving you for. Touch. I just saw the initials B.J., B as in boy, J as in John. Now, somebody has been believing God, been lifting up a prayer, some of those initials, B.J., Well, God is telling me to tell you that he's seen your tears and that he's heard your prayer. Concerning B.J. Who been praying for B.J.? BJ, BJ, who, lift your hand. Let me see. Who's been praying for a BJ? My Lord. Wait. Okay. God is doing it. You've been praying a long time. You've been believing God. But God said he's doing it. Do you believe he's doing it? And that's one thing that I promised the Lord, I said, Lord, if you don't show me, or if you don't speak it to me, I'll never say it. My Lord. But whatever you do say or whatever you do show me, I will, I will speak. Everybody doesn't have the same gift. Amen. But just because you don't have it don't mean it's not real. Or just because I don't have a particular gift, it doesn't mean that if the gift that somebody else has is not real. Because the gifts and callings are given by God. God, is al- God has ministered in this building, believe it or not. The- I'm going to preach. But he's already ministering. Lord. Hallelujah. He's already ministering. He's already ministering. He's already ministering. There's also somebody in this building that has been having problems with the, in the back of your head. You've been having pains in the back of your head, from your neck up to to about the center of your head in the back of you your head. The Lord is here to heal, to set free and to deliver. He can do it. He can do it. Oh yes. Now what I want you to do on your way to your seat give God the greatest praise that you can give him. Hallelujah. Thanking him and blessing him just for being God. Somebody ought to open your mouth and just give him a hallelujah. hallelujah. That's the highest praise that we can give him. is hallelujah. Hallelujah beats clapping your hands. It beats... Stomping your feet, hallelujah, beats every other praise. It's the highest praise that we can give. It's the highest praise that we can give. Thank you, Lord, for what you have done in this building already. Thank you for what you've done in this building already. when the young people were singing that song let me tell you that that was a prophetic word in that song for somebody God was speaking to somebody through that song Somebody needed to hear that. Let God have his way. Somebody's getting 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 fixed. Somebody's being strengthened right now. Somebody's being encouraged right now. Somebody's receiving a breakthrough. Right now. Anybody ever read that scripture where the spirit of God came and moved into place so strong that the minister couldn't even minister? Hallelujah. Because the glory and the presence of God had come in. Hallelujah. And when he comes in, nothing somebody else I dare you to just give God praise just one more time I, 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 I dare you to open your mouth and I'm talking about don't just do it do it because I'm asking you but do it out of the depths of your heart and I dare you to praise him and if you praise him he'll turn around and bless you young person in here, I'm, I'm, I'm getting ready to say this. God is telling me to tell you this. There's somebody in here, you, are, you, you have some, some wrong associations. You have some connections that you really don't need to have with some people. You were taught better. But you reach that place where you feel that I can make my own choices and decisions. But this is a warning to you that God is telling me to tell you, and I'm not just telling you out of my own flesh, but God is telling me to tell you that those evil communications, those people that you have in your life. And that you have connected and tied yourself to. He says that you need to sever that tie. In other words, you need to get rid of those people. Because they are being used by the enemy. To try to destroy God's destiny for your life. Now you know who you are. I don't I don't have to I, I don't have to go into, into detail and all that, but but you know who you are. The enemy is trying his best to destroy our young people. Yes, he is, yes, he is on every hand. But this is a warning. This is a warning to you. This is a warning Hello. that that you have to make that choice and cut those Hello. ties with those people that's a choice that you have to make and if you don't trouble is going to come God is not going to allow now this, this, this is a message he's telling me to tell you he's not going to allow it to just happen something just so 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 dreadful to happen all at once but if you don't then he's going to his hand will be heavy upon your life because of your teaching because of your background because of where you come from and because his hand will be heavy upon your life he will allow you to go through some stuff not for your destroying or destruction but for your correction and we definitely don't want to fall into the hands of an angry God. Do you hear what I'm saying? So young person, you know who you are. And it may be more than one of you. But that message is, is specifically for you. That's a choice that you have to make. Sometimes the parents can t- try to teach them. And steer them in the right direction. And you make your own decision. But let me tell you, the Bible says the way of the transgressor is hard. It's hard. So take that word for what it's worth to you. Come on, let's give God some praise in this place and thank him for what he's done. Amen. Thank the Lord. Now, the Holy Spirit has already come in and ministered out now. Uh, There's not much I can do behind Uh. that. Hmm. (laughs) Let, Let him lead you, Pastor. Amen. But I'd rather for the Lord to come in and move amongst us in whatever way he chooses. Because if he just swept this whole building and everybody laid out on the floor, it'll be all right with me. Amen. Amen. The sermon I have won't spoil. It'll it'll last till next Sunday. But God has a desire to manifest his power and his glory. In a way that our eyes have not seen. But in order for that to happen, in order for us to experience the move of God that he desires for us to experience, we have to open our hearts and our minds and tell him, Lord, have your way. Not, You don't have to go my way, Lord. Just, just however you want to do it. Lord, have your way. We thank God for what he's done, and I'm getting ready to preach to, to you in just for a few minutes, a little while. And I want you to turn with me to uh, the book of Psalm. We want to look in Psalm 37. Psalm 37. Um, Psalm 37. And after you find Psalm 37 those of you who are able, we ask that you would stand in reverence to the reading of the word of God. We'll begin at verse 1, and the word of the Lord reads as follows in Psalm 37, beginning at verse 1, it says, fret not thyself because of evildoers. Neither be thou envious against the workers of iniquity, for they shall soon be cut down like the grass and wither as the green herb. Trust in the Lord and do good, so shalt thou dwell in the land, and verily thou shalt be fed. Delight thyself also in the Lord, and he shall give thee the desires of thine heart commit thy way unto the lord trust also in him and he shall bring it to pass he shall bring forth thy righteousness as the light and thy judgment as the noonday rest in the lord and wait patiently for him fret not thyself because of him who prospereth in his way Because of the man who bringeth wicked devices to pass, cease from anger and forsake wrath. Fret not thyself in any wise to do evil. For evildoers shall be cut off, but those that wait upon the Lord, they shall inherit the earth. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. shall we pray father we thank you for this opportunity that you've given us this time that you've given us together we come Lord with gratefulness in our heart we come with praise in our mouth now Lord as we prepare to partake of this living bread we pray Lord that you would speak to us Through your word that we will leave here uplifted and enlightened, blessed, because you sent your word. Now, Lord, I pray that as your word goes forth, that yokes will be destroyed, that burdens will be lifted, and that every need your people have will be supplied. We ask you, Lord, that you would sweep this room with the power and the anointing of your Holy Spirit. Move from heart to heart and breath to breath. Take us higher, O God, in the Spirit, and we'll forever give you all the glory and all of the honor and praise that you are so worthy of. And this is your servant's prayer in Jesus' name. Every heart agree by saying Amen. This this afternoon, I want to preach to you very briefly from this thought. I want to talk about fret not thyself fret not thyself. I want you to understand in my introduction is that God does not want his people worried about anything because The Bible teaches us that whatsoever is not of faith, it is sin. When we worry and when we frustrate ourselves, my brothers and sisters, it many times revealed that somewhere there is a lacking in our faith and confidence in God. And God does not want us to worry about anything because uh, he is God and he holds all power. Anybody believe that God got all power? All ca- whatever kind of power you need, God has the power. He wants us as believers to understand that because he has the power, whatever dilemma we may be confronted with, because he has the power, he's able to turn situations around. As a matter of fact, Jesus said it like this. He said, with man, things may be impossible. But with God, how many things are possible? Jesus said all things are possible. With God, nothing is impossible. But but what we have to understand is that in order for us to get God to move on our behalf, how many know that crying is not good enough? Even though he's touched with the feeling of our infirmity, tears alone will not move God. But what moves God, amen, to action is when he sees our faith in him. Because when he sees our faith in him, my brothers and sisters, it pleases God. The Bible declares in the book of Hebrews, said, without faith, it is impossible. To please God so that lets me know that with faith it is possible to please him and when he sees our faith how many know that it will cause him to move on our behalf. Yeah, 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 yeah. As a matter of fact, one verse of scripture talks about when Jesus was having a meeting, a church meeting in one uh, individual's home. And there were so many people in the house and folks were standing all around the door. And the Bible declared that there were some friends that brought one of their friends so that Jesus could make him well. When they got there, they discovered that they could not get in. But but when they discovered they couldn't get in, they went up on the rooftop of somebody else's house. Lord, have mercy. And they tore the roof, amen, enough to lower their friend down in the front of Jesus. And the Bible said that when Jesus saw their faith, (laughs) that man went there one way couldn't even walk but when he left there he was walking on his own because Jesus saw the faith that his friends and the man had in order for him to receive his healing the Lord wants us to understand that 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 we don't have to worry about a thing. I want you to tell somebody, don't worry about your problem. Because what's a problem to you is really not a problem to the Lord. Because there is nothing too hard for him. Amen. What seems like a mountain in our life is nothing but a molehill in God's eye. Don't worry about your problem, amen. Don't worry about the source of your problem because God will take care of you. David, same man, he wrote in another scripture, he said, I have been young and now I'm old. He said, out of all of my life, I've never seen the righteous forsaken nor his seed begging for bread. David, David, David was a man. He is the one who penned this particular psalm. And David was a man that was acquainted with enemies. He was acquainted with grief. He was was acquainted with folks smiling in his face, wishing they could take his place. All at the same time. He was acquainted with all of those types of things. So qualified he was qualified to write this psalm of encouragement how many know this is a psalm of encouragement he, he writes this psalm of encouragement to fellow believers amen in in god and in christ he says unto his fellow believers fret not thyself because of evildoers neither be thou envious against the workers of iniquity look at here what he said in verse one he said fret not thyself because of evildoers now when i looked at the text many times when we consider evildoers or when we talk about evil doers, many people oftentimes think about evildoers being somebody who's not in the church But how many know that all the evildoers are not on the outside of the church? But I have discovered that there can be evildoers right in God's house. Huh? I have discovered that some of the meanest folk Are not on the outside of the church. But sometimes they are on the inside. I have discovered that sometimes the most hateful folk. Are not on the outside of the church. But how many know they can be. Right here in the house. Sometime I have discovered that some of the most low down folk. Are not on the outside of the church. But how many know they can be in the house. Yeah, 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 yeah. I have ran into some hateful folk in my life. Some of the most hateful ones I have discovered have been in the house of God. But David said, don't worry about the evildoers. Because let me tell you something about an evildoer. An evil doer, in order for a person to do evil. Or in order for a person to do good. It's, 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 it's a condition of your heart. Anybody believe what I'm saying today? Somebody said, "Well, how do you know it's a condition of your heart?" In other words, when I say it's a condition of your heart, it's 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 an internal issue in, in your mind, in your spirit. Amen. Sometimes it can go even deep as in your soul. Every action begins within. If a person decides, well, you know what? I'm going to buy my brother a new suit. Hey, before they go and get the suit. It was first a thought. In their mind. To do good or to do evil comes from within. And I have discovered that. That many times, evildoers, we will be amongst them. Do you hear what I'm saying? That's why I want to encourage somebody before I press a little further in the text, is that evildoers are everywhere. So don't up jump and leave the church. If you run into an evildoer in the house. Because how many know evildoers are everywhere? They own your job, but you ain't going to leave your job, are you? Mm-hmm. Some of them work in McDonald's cooking your food. <laughs> but if you like McDonald's, that ain't going to stop you from buying that hamburger. Y'all praying with me. How many know that evil doers are everywhere? Everywhere you look, amen. Evil doers will be there. But he says in the text, David said, don't worry yourself about the evildoers. Cuz the evil doer going just going to do what he do. Whether, 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 you, whether you worry about it or whether you don't worry about it, they're going to do what they do. And my next question is, what can you add or how can you help bring resolution to the problem by worrying? Worrying is not going to help you. So the point that David will discover in a little bit further in the text, the point that he's trying to drive home is that rather than worrying about it, we must learn how to turn things over to God. He said, neither be thou envious against the workers of iniquity, for they shall soon be cut down like the grass, and they shall wither as the green herb. He says in verse 3, he says, trust in the Lord. Number one, that is the key. One key to effectively dealing with an evildoer is that you have to put your trust in the Lord. You have to trust in the Lord. When it, when it, when it comes to dealing with the evildoers, evil number one, he says, trust in the Lord. And then he says, and do good. Trust in the Lord and do good and so shalt thou dwell in the land and verily thou shalt be fed. Meaning that God will take care of you. The Lord will take care of those that belong to him. Listen, he said, delight thyself also in the Lord and he shall give thee the desires of thine heart. Commit your way unto the Lord. Trust also in him and he shall bring it to pass. And he shall bring forth thy righteousness as the light and thy judgment as the noonday. Then he says unto the believer, rest in the Lord. Get you some rest. And wait patiently for him. Fret not thyself because of him who prospereth in his way. Because of the man who bringeth wicked devices to pass. Look, he says cease from anger and forsake wrath and fret not thyself in any wise to do evil. Everything that he's saying in this scripture is supporting what he he said initially. In other words, he says to the believer, you got to keep doing what you know is right. As a believer, you cannot allow evildoers to pull you down to their level. Is it anybody here know you can't handle the enemy fighting him on his level? The Bible teaches us that the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through who? Through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Casting down every imagination, every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Got to cast down everything that that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. I like what what David suggests to us in verse 8. He says, cease from anger and forsake wrath. In other words, you know how it is. When, when, When somebody has done you wrong. When someone who, ha- who you trusted in, or who you confided in, betrays you, it, 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 hurt. it hurts the flesh. And, 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 and when the flesh is not pleased, the flesh will get upset. Anybody know what I'm saying? And when the flesh gets upset, the flesh wants to cut up. Now, he wasn't talking to unsaved folk, but he was talking to the believer. And I want to remind somebody, just because you're saved, you have not forgotten how to use a knife. <laughs> Anybody remember back in the day, if somebody crossed you wrong, you pull your switchblade. And even as a believer, we still have to battle with this flesh. I don't care how holy you are, your flesh can still be a problem in your life if you don't get it under control. Oh, I wish I had a praying church. I could go and close this thing here. Yeah. Anybody here know that sometimes, regardless of how saved you are, the flesh will still get upset sometimes. The flesh will still want to cut up every now and then. And David says unto the believer, even though the evildoers are doing their evil, don't allow them to get you in the flesh. Because how many know in your flesh don't dwell nothing good? I don't care who you are in your flesh, there is nothing good. Even Paul testified, in my flesh dwelleth no good thing. He says unto the believer, you need to cease from anger and forsake wrath. In other words, he said you need to control your anger. Because let me tell you something, even if you're angry, I don't care if you are a believer, if you are a saint, if you're saved, amen, if you do not have anger control. Look at him, he didn't say wait until you get over it, whatever the issue is. He didn't say wait till you get over your anger. But he says cease from anger. That means that you have to control. You have to cut it off. You have to put it to a stop. You have to pull the plug. The reason why some folk right now can't work on the same committee in a church. Because they're still mad about stuff that didn't happen years ago. And they have not pulled the plug on their anger. Tell your neighbor, pull the plug on your anger. The reason some folks, whenever they see some folks coming this way, they go all the way around the other way so they won't have to speak to them because they still have anger in their heart. Well, can I tell you what the Bible says about anger? The Bible says anger rests or takes up residence in the bosom of fools. I've known some preachers that wanted a church that somebody else got. And they're still mad about it. And rather than them supporting and doing all that they can to push that man of God, they're doing all they can to sabotage him. Pull the plug on the anger. See, because your anger can drive you to do stupid stuff. Your anger can drive you to do stuff that is not pleasing to God. You don't believe me? Don't you remember when when the children of Israel kept kept complaining and Moses got angry? God told him, speak to the rock. And Moses was so mad until he hit the rock. And because of that act of disobedience to God, Moses could bring them to the promised land, but he couldn't go in. Your anger can cause you to do something foolish and do, do things that are displeasing to God. So we have to deal. How many know you got to deal with your anger? I have discovered either you deal with your anger or your anger is going to deal with you. <laughs> anger. Yeah, it hurts hurts when people do evil towards you. It hurts when people lie on you. It hurts when people stab you in the back. It hurts when people that should be standing up for you are helping to fight you. It hurts but you can't allow yourself to get in the flesh because it will cause a problem. You got to pull the plug. You got to pull the plug on the hanger. Some folks have have been in bad relationships or, or bad marriages. The person that they were with, they, 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 they've, they've gone their separate ways, but, but some folks are still angry. And if, you, if that person doesn't pull the plug on their anger concerning that other person, it bleeds on over. Now you got the new husband and you're fussing at him about what Billy Joe did. And every time you get mad, I ain't going to take this. I ain't going to take this. Billy Joe used to do me like that. (laughs) How many know that unresolved issues will continue to manifest themselves until you deal with it? If you don't deal with the the past, the anger in the past, the the issues back there, they can sabotage your present and your future. He said, cease from anger. Cease means to stop. He said, stop being angry. Because I have discovered sometimes evildoers whenever they do stuff. When they know it make you mad, oh boy they get joy out of that. Look at it look at it, look at it, look at it. They get a joy out of seeing you cut up. <laughs> but I told you God that would get her. that would get her going now. Evildoers get joy out of that stuff. but when they do their do, when they are doing their evil and, 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 and you don't give them the satisfaction of, of letting them see you cut up and get all in your flesh. They really don't know how to handle you then. If they know that all it takes to get you to go off is to wait whenever you're passing by and then they, and, and then they just say, mm they going to do that every time. Every time. But if you cease from anger, it will be beneficial to you in many ways. Do you know what? Some... <clears throat> Anger, when, when anger is in an individual, it manifests itself in so many ways. Anger does not only manifest itself in those outward outbursts and frowns in the face and stuff like that. But can I tell you that anger can also manifest itself through sicknesses? If you're still angry about something that the enemy tried to do or did to you many years ago, until you get over it sometime, that anger that's resting in your bosom can cause physical ailments in your body. Some folks over half the medicine they have in their medicine cabinet that they got to take for high blood pressure and this and that, they can just about throw all of that away if they would just cease. From being angry. Cease. I'm moving on. You got to stop being angry. And then he said, and forsake wrath. Now notice here, the the first part of verse 8, he says, cease from anger. Then he says, and forsake wrath. Now when he says cease from anger, he's saying stop being angry about it. Then he says, when he says, and forsake wrath, that means don't try to get even about it. That means don't take matters into your own hand. That's what he means by when he says, and forsake wrath. In other words, don't try to get even with the individual. Hmm. How many know that that's that's, that's God's desire? Because even in Paul's writing to the church at Rome, he tells them, he said, beloved, avenge not yourselves. In other words, don't take matters into your own hands. He said, but rather give place to wrath. For it is written, vengeance is mine. I will repay, saith the Lord. In other words, Paul is saying the same thing that David was saying. Put it in God's hands. Give it to God. Don't try to take matters into your own hands. But put it in God's hand. Forsake wrath. Stop trying to get even. And put it in God's hands. Because when you put it in God's hand, I have learned that can't nobody put a whooping on them like God. God can put a whooping on my enemies that I can't put on Because if I knock them down, they can can get back up. But oh, if God knock them down, they're not going to get back up unless he have mercy upon them. Is it anybody here know that God desires to fight every one of our battles? Tell somebody this battle is not yours. This battle is not yours to fight, but it belongs unto God, and you need to cease from anger and forsake wrath and put it in God's hands. Put it in His hand. I dare you to put it in His hand. Mm-hmm. God knows how to fix it God knows how to fix it I, 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 I'm going to say this I used to know and this is not a thank God that we got some good deacons but I, I've known some deacons that were preacher fighters and, and, and you know when you put it in God's hand God don't always work it out the way that you would have. See, I've discovered that God don't always put people down on their sick bed and stuff like that. But sometimes since they were fighting the man of God, God said the worst punishment I can give them is call them to preach. And get some of this you've been dishing out for a long time. <laughs> I've known folks to say what Deacon son that's so preaching that. It can't be possible I said, I said Well yes it's possible I, I believe it's possible Because sometimes God would take that person to The same position that they was fighting The same office that they were fighting God would thrust them into that office And they would catch the devil Because the Bible last time I read It said whatsoever man soweth That shall he also reap is anybody here know that the Bible is true? God's word is without error. Amen. It is inerrant. Amen. And God knows how to put a whooping on your enemy that you can't. So Paul says to the church, he says, forsake wrath. He says, he says cease from anger and forsake wrath. He says stop being angry and then if you're angry about something don't try to get even. That's the worst thing you can do is try to get even because when you attempt to get even you become just as wrong as your enemy. And I've always been told that two wrongs don't make a right. One wrong plus one wrong equals two wrongs. Both of you wrong. Have I got anybody praying with me? So you got to learn how to put it in God's hand. God is able to work it out. Listen, he said, fret not thyself in any wise to do evil. In other words, don't even consider, don't even let uh, uh, that thought enter your mind. Of trying to get even by doing the wrong thing. (laughs) He says for evildoers shall be cut off. Now notice here in verse 9 he says for evildoers shall be cut off. He also says in verse 2 that they shall be cut down. But now notice in verse 8, he encourages the believer to cease from anger and forsake wrath and that they themselves not become an evildoer. Then he reminds them in in, in verse 9 that if you become an evildoer, you have to remember that evildoers are going to be cut off. If you become one, then he says evildoers are going to be cut off. Oh, I believe I'm preaching in the right house today And I believe I'm preaching to somebody If it ain't for one person That needs to let something go That they are mad about Some unforgiveness that has Taken up residence In their heart That they need to let go Listen, he said for evil doers shall be cut off But those that wait upon the Lord They shall inherit the earth He encourages the believer to continue to do what? Continue to do good. Continue to serve the Lord and wait on the Lord and put matters into the hands of the Lord. Let's drop down to verse 12. He said, the wicked plotteth against the just and gnashes upon him with his teeth. The Lord shall laugh at him. The Lord will laugh at that wicked individual for he seeth that his day is coming <laughs> mm, Lord his day is, is coming verse 14 he said the wicked have drawn out the sword and have bent their bow to cast down the poor and needy and to slay such as be of upright conversation he talks about the wicked or the evil doers are a plant have plans to destroy Those that are righteous. He said their sword in verse 15 shall enter into their own heart. And their bows shall be broken. These are the benefits that he mentioned as a result. Amen. That will be received as a result of the believer walking in obedience to God. There are benefits to be received when you walk in obedience to God. If you do what he says, how many know that there are benefits that will be received? Amen. It also shows us in verse 14 and 15 that when you walk in obedience to God is that God will fight the battle for you. You don't have to take matters into your own hand. I, I, I can recall over in the book of Exodus, the Lord said unto the Israelites, his, his chosen people, in a, 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 around the 23rd chapter, around verse 22, he told them, he said that, if you obey whatever I said unto you, he said, I'm sending an angel before you and I want you to obey his voice because I am speaking to the angel and the angel uh, is speaking to you. In other words, I'm speaking through this angel. Do y'all understand what I'm saying? Then he said, Unto them, children of Israel, if you obey what I said unto you, there is going to be a benefit that you received or receive as a result of walking in obedience to what I said. He said, If you obey what I said, he said, I will be an enemy to your enemy, I will be an adversary your adversary. In other words he said your haters won't be your problem but I'll be their problem. Folk that are fighting against you they may not realize it. They're looking at you but really they'll be fighting against me. Is there anybody here know that God will fight for you? If you just do what he said and if you trust in him and if you cease from anger and do good, God will take care of you. He'll take care of you. But the key is that we have to walk in obedience to what he said. God said, I'll be an enemy to those who are an enemy against you. He said, I'll be an adversary to those who are an adversary against you. We see all throughout the scripture about how God took care of his people. And one that I can recall that he took care of, I could name a whole lot of them, but one was his servant, Daniel. Daniel. You remember how Daniel's enemies plotted against him. And they tricked the king into signing a foolish decree. And after the decree had been signed, it said that anybody that prayed to any God or man for 30 days would be put in the den of lions have i got a witness but uh, you know how the story goes yeah when the king realized what he had done yeah he was displeased with himself and he wanted with all of his heart to deliver Daniel from the lion's den oh yeah and those who tricked the king reminded him that once you have signed a decree According to the law of the meats and the Persians, you can't go back on your word have I got a witness and the Bible said he called for his servants to put Daniel in the lion's den and as they were putting him in the king
2: said unto Daniel Daniel your God you serve he will
1: deliver you from the hungry lions um, have I got a witness? Uh, somebody say it, yeah. Say yeah say and i found what the king said to be real true he told daniel that god would make a way and when they put daniel in the bible declared that all night the king couldn't rest all night the king couldn't eat all night he didn't want to be entertained because he was worried uh, about what was going to happen to Daniel but on the other side uh, down in the den Daniel uh, was fast asleep Uh, he took the lion uh, and made a pillow uh, for his head to lay Uh, have I got a witness somebody say yeah say yeah and it shows me That God can give you peace in the midst of your trouble. Anybody know he can? Shake somebody's hand and say, neighbor, if you trust the Lord, he will take care of you. Can you say? Say yes yeah and the Bible said Early. that next morning the king ran down to the lion's den and he called Daniel with a pitiful voice and said Daniel servant of the living God is your God that you serve is he able to deliver you from the hungry lions Daniel replied Oh King, live forever. My God done sent an angel and shut the line mouth that they have not hurt me because he knew I was innocent. Have I got a witness? Tell somebody God will take care of you. Whatever your enemies are trying to do Put it all in God's hand Put it all in God's hand He's able Anybody know he is He's able To take care of you He'll do it for you If you trust him He'll do it for you He'll bring you out Without a doubt, he'll do it for you. When your enemies are trying to destroy you, God will take care of you. Anybody know he will? Can you say yeah? They're working against you on every side. But God,
2: oh God, God, oh God, 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 he's got his angels. He got his angels sitting all around you. God, anybody here know him, say yeah, say yeah, yeah. yes. Yes. Anybody know God?